To him who loves us and has freed us from our own sins by his own blood and made us a kingdom and priests to God his Father, to him be the glory and the power forever. Amen. Dear fellow members of the family of God, far too often it's just a lame excuse for a lack of self-control, but in this case, it's the truth. We just can't help it. We cannot help but be vocal. We cannot help but be vocal worshipers of Jesus, vocal pleaders of God's, for God's mercy and prayers for His blessings, vocal confessors of Christ, vocal witnesses to the gospel of salvation for all people. It's in our spiritual genes, and it's simply a necessary and natural response to who the Lord is and what He has done and still does for us. That's what Jesus Himself says about it, really, in today's Gospel. As He was approaching the the slope of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd said to Him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He replied, I tell you, if these people would be silent, the stones would cry out. The stones would cry out. His praises needed to be sung and heard. If there were no people around to do it, Jesus tells his opponents, the elements of creation itself would take up the responsibility. But that wasn't necessary on Palm Sunday, and it won't be necessary today or tomorrow, because there are people. We are the ones to lift up the name of the Lord. We are the family of God, And we are vocal about it. Palm Sunday and Christ's Passion really put this in in, in stark relief for us. The choice between being on the side of silence and being vocal as the Christians that we are. Now, there were many people in Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, but not all joined in the procession and the praises. And there were opportunities throughout the following week to speak up for Jesus, but the loudest voices heard by Friday were those calling for his crucifixion. Where would you find yourself if you had been there? Joining the joyful, believing crowds on Sunday or following the thankless and faithless crowds on Friday? During the week, Would you be one asking questions of Jesus in order to gain understanding and grow your faith? Or would you be one like the Pharisees and Sadducees, presenting Him with challenges and maybe even traps, making counter-assertions and drawing lines between Him and you? Would you be one to speak up for Jesus when He is arrested and put on trial? Or would you be one like Peter, who would swear three times you don't even know him. 
Well, we know which group we want to be in. We'd like to say we'd be in, just as we know that on the last day, we want to be those who are bowing our knees in joyful expectation of our welcome to heaven, not those bowing and bending their knees, confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, contrary to their earthly confessions on their way to adjust punishment and hell. And that really is the main reason that we have to be vocal in and about our faith. Because having Jesus as our Savior means that we have been delivered from the judgment that we deserved because of our sin and rebellion against our Creator. When the crowds shouted out, Hosanna! They used a a Hebrew word from the Psalms that, that means save us. And though they did not understand how literally it was true, that is exactly what Jesus did for them and for us and for all sinners and was entering into in the most serious way on that Palm Sunday. He came to Jerusalem that day as he came to earth with one great purpose, to seek and to save the lost and to give his life as a ransom for many. He did this by offering himself as a sacrifice, not in the temple, but on the altar of the cross. Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, was bled and died as the innocent one who takes on the burden of the guilty. And with his death, he wiped out the debt of our sin. He defeated Satan who would wield that sin against us, and he delivered us from the eternal death that is damnation and hell. And with his resurrection on Easter, one week later, He made clear that even physical death need not frighten us anymore because all who put their trust in Him will have eternal life just as He lives. This is good news that we simply cannot keep quiet about. In the peace of forgiveness, we praise the Lord. And that, of course, is not all, though it is more than enough. There is so much more to to speak of and to praise and to share. When the crowds that day greeted Jesus as, as the King, as the Son of David, again, they didn't completely understand what they were saying, but they were honoring Him and honoring God as one who keeps His promises. The promise that we heard today from Isaiah, that God would speak, that God would save. This is the God we have, a God who keeps his promises. Every prophecy ever made of the Messiah was met and fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And for that reason, we can know that every promise he has made to us to preserve us, to protect us, to bless us, to answer our prayers, to take us to heaven when we die, to keep us safe in trouble, to hear us when we plead for for those we love. 
all of those promises are kept for us by our loving Lord, the same one who sent his son for us. And so therefore, we praise our Lord. We know what kind of God we have. We know how good he is to us. And so, of course, why would not it be that every tongue will confess, confess his righteousness and strength, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So with all these wonderful reasons and so many more, to lift our praises, to confess His name, to share the good news, why is it that Christians, that all Christians are not always talking about Jesus and and sharing the good news of salvation? Well, the disappointing reality is that each of us is subject to to pressures from outside and inside that tell us to keep quiet about such things. There are temptations from the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. On Palm Sunday, the, the Pharisees wanted the crowds to be silenced. And amazingly, they wanted Jesus himself to rebuke them for their loud and joyful praises. Today, we have the the pressures in our society, in our jobs, in our schools, pressures even from the government telling us to expect trouble if we speak up about Jesus or, or share the truths of God's Word. So we keep our mouths closed. We have Satan whispering in our ear, telling us that... God talk of any kind is well, it's just a real buzzkill. So, of course, we just avoid that entirely when we're with our friends or, or family or, or doing anything fun. And our own sinful nature certainly prefers that we keep silent. Fewer prayers and praises and less confession and witnessing make it far easier for our old man to live comfortably and gain ground against the new man. Of course, the temptations to silence are rarely spoken as directly as the Pharisees urged their rebuke. But it is worth remembering that when we give in to those temptations... Far from making good Christian choices, we are doing exactly what Christ's enemies wanted. But that, that is not who we are. We are the family of God because the Father sent His Son to be not only our Savior, but our brother. And by baptism into his name, we have received the adoption that gives us our new identity as sons and daughters of the Lord of heaven. And this family of ours, this is a family with the gift of gab. Not that everyone is automatically by faith an extrovert or anything, but that when we have something to say, we say it. And there is always something to be said about our Father and about our brother Jesus. And none of it is gossip. 
we raise our voices in prayer and praise and in witness and confession because we are former sinners who have been saved by the grace of God. And that is something that other sinners need to hear about. We speak freely, boldly, and eagerly about Jesus, no matter how reluctant we once might have been, because we are new creatures in Christ. We have been changed from what we used to be. We are disciples of Jesus. So we are vocal when it comes to Him and when He comes to us, not just on Palm Sunday, but every day. Like that co-worker or Facebook friend tomorrow who will not be able to keep quiet about tonight's season premiere of Game of Thrones, the story of our salvation excites us. And it's one that we are convinced should be shared. Like the guy with a Twitter account who never has a thought that he doesn't think should be shared with the world, we bring every need, concern, and desire to the Lord who has promised to answer every believer's every prayer. Like the politically active relative who never misses a chance to make a case for his or her candidate, we seek out opportunities and use them to tell other sinners about the blessed King who came, came for them, came in the name of the Lord, came to save us all. Like that earbud-wearing girl at Starbucks or on the bus or train who, who can't seem to listen to music without singing along, we love the melodies and meanings of our liturgy, our psalms and hymns, and eagerly join our voices together to praise our God and to build each other up through our spiritual songs. Simply put, this is who we are and what we cannot help but do. Palm Sunday makes it clear. Christ's passion makes it clear. We are disciples of Jesus. We are the family of God. And we are vocal. Amen. Please rise. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. Amen.